0: Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrodoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the summer heat waves. It is the NFC West, the wild, wild NFC West, and we're going to one of the most wild, wild NFC West offenses, the Cliff Kingsbury-led Arizona Cardinals. Um, don't forget, this is the Broto Heat Wave. We do this all the time during the regular season. We look at every single fantasy viable player with the Brodo Fantasy football podcast, BrotoFantasy.com, and the Broto Bros. That's right. I, of course, Tim Petrop. Here with my bros, Michael and Jason. Oh, yeah. What's oh, so, up? Uh, Patreon.com slash brotofantasy if you want to support the show. Also, to get a ton, ton of extras and BrotoFantasy.com If you want to read articles, get our exclusives that true values. If you want to see our rankings, which is helping people in their drafts all over the place, right as we speak, probably. And tons, tons extra. Check it out. Brotofantasy.com. let's get right into it the offensive outlook is the second year of the cliff kingsbury system he wanted to bring that air raid offense over and he did so with a bang with a gusto he lined up four wide receivers 30 percent more than the next the next team that's how much he lined up for wide receivers um He is trying to bring something different to the league. It didn't work out all the way last year, but you saw it start to click as it happened. One of the guys you saw start to click was Kyler Murray. I have some, I have some thoughts on Kyler Murray, but I want to get your guys' thoughts. What are your thoughts on Kyler Murray this year?
1: Yeah, I could already tell from the way you're speaking about him, we're not going to agree much on the way you're drafting about him and the way you're drafting about him as well. (laughs) Look, Kyler Murray was he was very exciting. As a rookie quarterback, he was the 7th overall QB. Great. That's very good for a rookie quarterback. Let's not get it twisted, though. 12th in points per game. There's a big difference between 7 and 12. This offseason, the Cardinals only added Kelvin Beecham and third-round rookie Josh Jones to attempt to improve their offensive line. They didn't re-sign their center, A.Q. Shipley, or their tackle, Jordan Mills, and Marcus Gilbert opted out of the season. Kyler Murray was already sacked more than any QB last season of all the QBs in NFL. He held the ball way too long, and he can work on that for sure, but a lot of it was on the offensive line, and there's no guarantee it's going to be any better this season. Like, if I was the Cardinals, my number one goal this offseason would have been to protect Kyler Murray, but that just didn't seem like one of their main goals with the way they approached their offseason. Also, the Cardinals offense slowed down dramatically as the season progressed. They, they started using their running game more, specifically Kenyon Drake, and Murray did not have a single game over 17 fantasy points over the last five weeks of the year. Not one over 17 fantasy points, so if you had him in the playoffs, you were screwed. The big Murray positive, of course, besides the fact that he's entering his sophomore season and can take a step up, is DeAndre Hopkins. You just don't get that caliber of a receiver added to your team team very often. Like, you just don't. You you simply don't get someone like DeAndre Hopkins to start throwing to you. And will that be enough to make Kyler Murray a worthwhile pick as QB sixth in the fifth round? Also, the air raid offense, they use a lot of four wide receiver sets, but the Cardinals were... Back half of the league in plays run last year. Yeah, like I said, they slowed down dramatically the second half of the year. I think the the offense was just moving a little too fast for rookie Kyler Murray. And now, if you're taking Kyler Murray, you have to be banking on a blow-up season. That's the only way taking him at his ADP makes sense. Because if you do spend a fifth-round pick on Kyler Murray, you're taking him before guys like DJ Chark, Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods, Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt...
0: No, nah, not necessarily. I I took him after all those guys, in my home draft. All right, I didn't pass. On, I didn't pass on any of those guys.
1: All right. Well, I'm saying that's this is what ADP is telling people though. Okay, okay. 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 So I mean, good for you for not wasting your pick like that. I know you wouldn't do something of that sort. You're not a silly guy, but <laughs> it's tough to trust Kyler Murray as your fifth or sixth pick in a draft when you could get someone more consistent. Later on in the draft, and not have to not have to bank on an absolute just blow up season.
0: Okay, so um, great. That's all great. I uh, good for you. You did some hit <laughs> me with your best shot. Real kid. good research. Uh, I gotta I gotta duck at a punch for you. Uh, where did Kyle Murray finish in terms of fantasy finish last year? Despite all of those things that you just said.
1: What? Say that one more time.
0: Which overall, where did Kyler Murray fall on the list of quarterbacks last year, finishers, despite the fact that he was sacked? I told you he was the seventh QB. That they ran the second least amount of
1: I said he was seventh, but twelfth in points per game.
0: Okay. So he was the number seven QB twelfth in points per game. Okay, fine. Either way, we're looking at a quarterback one. With all of those obstacles in his way, this is the second half of a clean uh, this is a second year of that offense. That was a rookie head coach. He's going to get better. Kyler Murray is going to get better. And there's one thing that you fail to mention at all, which is why I love him. In his rookie season, he was already third in the league behind Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen in rushing attempts per game for a quarterback. That includes his first couple of games where he only ran 3 times. He was second in rush yards yards per game for quarterbacks. I want to put that into perspective. We, did, we just forgot all about Kyler Murray's rushing because we had a quarterback rush for 1,200 yards. And when you have a quarterback <laughs> running for 1,200 yards, then usually they're not impressed by the guy who goes for five. Well, guess what? Kyler Murray did. He had less attempts than Josh Allen and more yards than Josh Allen. On top of that, his touchdown percentage last year was absolutely abysmal. It was 3.2%. I'm sorry, 3.7%. 3.7% is in the doldrums. And he still threw over 20 <laughs> touchdowns. This guy fuck said the doldrums.
1: Angledrums. Huh? fuck is a doldrum?
0: Like the bottom of the bottomless pit. Like, that's, that's where it is. You never heard like of a that, doldrum? That is extremely low. So when you are looking at the fact that it's the second year in the system, that his, that his TD rate is almost guaranteed to be higher, that he's going to run the ball... At a rate where he ran the ball the third most times last year in his rookie season and finished with the second most yards. So you know that's almost his floor at this point in terms of rushing yards for quarterbacks. But on top of that, they add DeAndre Hopkins. On top of that, it's an entire year with Kenyon Drake who makes getting the ball out much easier. You guys love hating on David Johnson to call him washed. Kenyon Drake is a much faster, better player in space, and that's going to cut down on the sacks. He, they want to get the ball out quick. So, yes, they don't have the best offensive line. But just like when we're talking about Kenyon Drake in a second, it's not going to matter that much because of how he's going to get the ball out and at the speed he's going to get the ball out. I think that this offense has an opportunity to grow. I think the defense is better than it was last year. I think that Kyler Murray will grow. And I think that he's – he's I have him as my QB3 in my overall ranking. And I think that that's where he's going to end.
1: Let me ask you a question. If Lamar Jackson didn't absolutely overturn the fantasy football world last season, would Kyler Murray have this high of an ADP this year? Or do you think people are just a little bit too hyped about the sophomore quarterback blowing up the league?
0: I think that he would have had a higher ADP because the 500 rushing yards would all of a sudden look like, holy shit, this guy. If you you remove Lamar Jackson from the equation— he he led the league in rushing, for a quarterback.
1: That's not, but like, he yeah. But do you expect him to run that much again this year? I
0: expect him to run more in the first in the first couple mm-hmm. of games. He only ran three times a game because they were they were moving him into the offense. I expect him to run more. They do have D
1: Hop. I right mean, look, now. I don't. I I have Kyler Murray ranked as a top ten quarterback. I'm not saying he doesn't. He certainly has the rushing floor, which is great. Like the rushing floor is absolutely a big time boon for his fantasy potential. But I'm just not banking on an explosion out of him, which is what you are doing if you are taking him at his ADP right now.
0: I like I like taking him better than I like taking Deshaun Watson at ADP.
1: Like, in our home league, you got Kyler Murray in the 6th round, I believe, yes? 6th round. I got Matt Stafford in the 12th. Like, I'm taking a 6th round player and getting Matt Stafford in the 12th all day over Kyler Murray in the
0: 6th. I hear that. I hear that. But, you know, they didn't really... They didn't really excite me in the 12th round at that point. That's why I went quarterback. That's usually the only reason why I'll go quarterback. In the 6th round, you mean? In the 6th round. yes, yeah, so because the 6th round picks didn't really excite me. Because a couple of guys got sniped off the board, including Kareem Hunt, which I think you sniped from me. I did, yes. Um, yeah, so like, like, at that point, I'm going with the, the quarterback. I think I'm going to blow up. And if you look at the guys around him in ADP, too, like Russell Wilson. I'd rather have him over Russell Wilson. Um, I think maybe Dak Prescott, you can make, you can make an argument for because he was so good last year, but there's a real, uh, there's a real chance for regression there. Deshaun Watson. I'm not, t- I'm taking him over to Deshaun Watson all day because of the situation that Deshaun Watson is in. Uh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen had 10 touchdowns. I don't know if I could bank on that again. I'm rushing, over Josh yeah, Allen.
1: No, yeah. Josh Allen's a terrible pick at ADP. Too. So like,
0: yeah. So like, like if you're going to take a shot at a QB at, at, in, in the fifth round, in the sixth round, in the seventh round. I think Colin Murray is the way to go, but I understand. I, you know, I, I'm not telling you to forego all the six round picks. Like if you can get someone like a Kareem Hunt over him, like I would. But if you, no one's exciting you and you're trying to take a shot, I think Colin Murray's a good pick
1: there. I get um, it. One, I'm just, I'm not the. I think it's a lower percentage than people want to give credit for here that he just doesn't take a huge step forward.
0: I hear that. Uh, let's talk about a guy who people are really excited about. This is the hardest person in my rankings to rank because when I want to put him lower wh- where I think he's going to end, it just doesn't look right. And then when I want to put him higher, I know that the offense isn't made for him, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't see him getting the getting the work. I think he's going to be a lot better of a real-life player than he is going to be a fantasy player. Here's I don't thing- see enough work there. So I, I think that he might... Have a chance to be really good, but end up as like a really high end wide receiver, too. And if you're drafting him as a top five wide receiver, which is where you're going, you're going to be disappointed with that. Here's the thing, though right now, DeAndre
1: Hopkins' ADP on Fantasy Pros is 15th. He's been dropping to the back end, second, early, third round. That's so early for the 15th overall, though, is in the middle of the second round. That's so early for me. But he's been falling to the back end of the second and the f- third. And when it's falling that far, there comes a point where it's like, all right, I got to get this guy. Because last year, if you look at his... He was the overall wide receiver 3, wide receiver 2, and true target value. So those matched up. If you take Kyler Murray's values and apply them to what DeHop did in Houston, that gives you a true value that would have made him wide receiver 10. Go check out the true value report. This is where it's from. So assuming that Kyler Murray doesn't improve this year, but assuming that DeHop sees the same amount of targets... He would have been wide receiver 10 last year. That's the problem. He will not see the same targets. way. but Murray's probably going to improve.
0: And why can't he see more targets? Because it's not the way the system works. I I would be shocked if he saw more targets. Shocked.
1: He had 150 targets in Houston last year. Now let's take a look at the Arizona offense. Christian Kirk, who was hurt and is nowhere near as good as DeAndre Hopkins, was on pace... For a hundred thirty-two targets last year. So last year their number one, their de facto number one, was on pace for hundred thirty-two targets. You're telling me DeAndre Hopkins can't come in and see eighteen more than that?
0: What? That one got me. Fuck you. <laughs> got me thinking that I might be a little too low on on, on DeHop. Dude, I
1: think people are getting a little too scared away, man. That's why I'm a little lower on the other weapons outside of Houston. Because if you look what they did last year, the target, uh, not Houston, in Arizona. Last year, the Cardinals wide receiver saw 368 targets. If we assume around 150 for Hopkins, that leaves 220 for Fitz, Kirk, Isabella, Johnson, Butler, et cetera, et cetera. Not for nothing, though, Christian Kirk had one of the most inefficient seasons we've seen in a while. And there's still many, many, many people out there who love Christian Kirk this season, and it's ac- it's absolutely mind-boggling to me. That's what I'm saying. If Hopkins gets 150, that leaves around 220 for everyone else. Best case scenario for Kirk is that he sees half of those, which puts him at the target pace, less than the target pace he saw last year. And he wasn't even really... He was a weekly option, quote-unquote, because of the targets he saw, but he wasn't a useful weekly option as the number one without DeAndre Hopkins there. So I don't understand how people are drafting him expecting wide receiver three numbers. It's just mind-boggling to me. And this guy did, is he, going to— He did
0: put up a lot of his a lot of his damage in one game. He had that three-touchdown game, and it was— that's Exactly. Like, and mean, last year, yeah. his numbers were 68 catches, 709
1: yards, three touchdowns. On 108 targets. That's disgusting, dude. Like, he was 42nd in yards on the 26th most amount of targets.
0: They love him there. They can't stop praising him, though.
1: I, I'm not buying into it at all. Like his ADP keeps going up too, as like FFPC leagues are are like high stakes leagues. So people people are his ADP just keeps going up, and it's just it blows my mind to for me that he is going higher and higher in ADP for a guy who now has to share work with Kenyon Drake, who also got super involved in the passing game once he came over, and now DeAndre Hopkins. And was super inefficient last season. I, I don't understand Christian Kirk at all.
0: I, I, I hear you on Christian Kirk. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, just to just to reiterate for a second, the reason why I don't like him is because of, I think where he's going. Right, He's going right now as the wide receiver five. And if you look at the running backs around that time, Josh Jacobs, I'm taking Josh Jacobs over him. Uh, Clyde Edwards, hell yeah, I'm taking over him. Aaron Jones, I'm taking over him. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I'm taking over him. Miles Sanders, I'm taking over him. Austin Eckler, I'm taking over him. So there's, it's just like I would rather have um, Miles Sanders and Tyler Lockett uh, instead of DeAndre Hopkins and Todd Gurley. I get
1: that, but it goes by your draft, too. Like, I have DeAndre Hopkins as my sixth receiver, but overall I have him at wide receiver 22. I mean, overall, 22. Yeah. Which I just had that pick in our home draft. I had the second pick. And D-Hop got picked right before me, I think. I was ready to take D-Hop. When it gets to that point, his targets can drop a little. He's still a stud. Yeah.
0: One of the guys that I said I would take over D-Hop was Kenyon Drake. So let's talk about him. A lot of people are excited about Kenyon Drake because after he came over, he was the running back three overall. He was the type of guy where if you stuck out and you kept Kenyon Drake on your roster – you were rewarded big time, particularly in the playoffs when he had some big games. Um, A lot of people are excited about his ability to catch the ball. A lot of people are excited about his ability to be in this offense. His ability in general, um, he, he had high draft capital coming out of Miami. He was, I'm sorry, coming out of Alabama. He was very, very effective in college. So the question is, do you believe Kenyon Drake is a workhorse back because he's never done this before? And what is the upside of Kenyon Drake? Because I mean, I mean, what's the downside? Because I think everyone knows the upside of Kenyon Drake is a top five running back because of the the opportunity that he's gonna have. Yeah. So what's? I don't know. What What are your thoughts overall? I can't decide which one I want to hear. So just give me your thoughts overall. <laughs> so about Kenyon Drake. <laughs>
1: I've always been a big Kenyon Drake talent guy. Like I've always liked Kenyon Drake. I was drafting him in the fourth round or so a couple of years ago, with. Uh, Miami. And I've always thought he just wasn't getting enough work for the type of talent that he is. And he went to Arizona last season in eight games had 643 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. He also had 171 receiving yards and 28 receptions. Like you said, he was the RB3 overall. Third in points per game too. So it's not like, oh, he, he played more games or something. Like he was also third in points per game. So he was up there, scoring a lot of points. Three of his eight games in Arizona. I remember, this is getting traded in the middle of the season. Like, this doesn't happen often. Twenty. He was over 25 fantasy points, three of his eight games. During his time there, he averaged over 18 touches per game. And he was, a lot of people were saying, you know, but he had up and down performances in Arizona. He was a top 20 running back, six of eight games. So there was only two times in eight games after joining a team... Midway through the season, where starting him ended up not working out. And how many running backs can you name that aren't up and down? Yeah, exactly. Like it goes it happens to the best of them, except Christian McCaffrey. Like, and they had David yeah, Johnson. Jim
0: McCaffrey had one kind of bad game last year.
1: <laughs> kind of bad game. He's he probably he like did. RB twenty-four. Nah, yeah. you no,
0: don't remember? It was like uh, I'll get the exact. He did against Tampa he Bay. Had one bad game. He was against man.
1: Tampa Bay. I yeah, he put yeah. Put up like, like eleven points. Or something. Was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't draft this dude for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, David. They had David Johnson on a massive contract, traded him away, and kept Kenyon Drake. Like you don't trade for a running back when you have another running back on a big deal. Like that. Another thing that just doesn't happen. Now he has a second year with Kyler Murray. Like Cliff Kingsbury, like selected Kenyon Drake to come join that team.
0: And there was rumors um, that around the organization, they they were like we're targeting Kenyon Drake in the offseason. We want to bring him in on a free agent deal.
1: Yeah, and he fit that offense perfectly over the second half despite not having any practice time or anything with the damn team. He just came over. Remember the first game he was with Arizona. He got traded over, went there like two days later, ran for like 150 yards. And it was all history from there. He was a top three player the rest of the season running back-wise. I'm not super scared away by the walking boot that he's in. He's. they've said that it's precautionary. He himself said it's precautionary and tweeted that like him smiling and said how you're going to look when I win you fantasy championships this year. Shout out to Kenny and Drake for doing that. It's always fun when uh, athletes do things like that. Austin Eckler also said something of that sort. So I just think Kenny and Drake at his ADP, you're paying up for him, yes. It's risky, yes. But everything is just everything's just set up for him to be great this season?
0: I think, depending on health, it's not that risky. I think he's one of the more safe bets. Yeah. I, I think he's that kind of steal where he's going. And uh, I think he has a chance to be a top five running back. And I, one thing you, you didn't mention, as well as a positive for him, is a lot of people are worried about the Chase Edmonds boom. Like, oh, Chase Edmonds is going to be really involved in the offense. Well, Chase Edmonds was on the team last year when Kenyon Drake was the number three overall running back. Correct. David, and, you know, so, like, David Johnson was also on the, on the team. So it's just like, well, that theory. People Doesn't like to make things to up, Yeah, People are dumb.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, it's this <laughs> it's this new cool thing to do on Twitter by saying, like, all the fantasy analysts out there, you know someone in your league is sharp if they're taking Chase Edmonds in, like, the ninth round. Like, what? Like, I saw that all over Twitter, and I was like, I don't understand this at all. I don't even know what that means. Like, you're taking like Chase it back up running back. As Look, a, uh, as Chase a Edmonds. Though. I think Chase Edmonds is a top three handcuff in the league. Yeah. First off, the dude came out of Fordham. Shout out to Fordham, right in our neighborhood. But that doesn't have anything to Not do with really, it. He was just, he was just a he was a good running back when given the opportunity last year. He just wasn't really given the opportunity once Kenny and Drake came over. And that's fine. That's fine. That's what backup running backs do. Right. But all because he had that huge three-touchdown game against the Giants doesn't mean he's like this star. Like, we saw Jonas Gray have a 150-yard three-touchdown game one game out of his career. Like, things like that happen. And I'm not saying Chase Edmonds is Jonas Gray either. I actually believe in his uh, in his talent, and I think he can be an effective back if something were to happen to Kenyon Drake. So I'm all about drafting Chase Edmonds as a handcuff. But drafting Chase Edmonds thinking you're going to get standalone value or even guessing when you're going to get standalone value. Like, if you draft Chase Edmonds and put him in your flex, there's the same amount of probability that he gets you 0.2 that he gets you, like, 9.2. It's, like, the same probability. So why would you have someone like that in your flex? Like, these people coming up with standalone value, it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, same thing with Latavius Murray. Like, Latavius Murray is not going to be a good flex player for you. Neither is no. Chase Edmonds. These guys are going to play similar roles. Like, yeah, they might touch the ball. Same thing with Latavius Murray. Seven. Huh? Did you say, say Latavius Murray?
1: I didn't say Latavius Murray. Yeah, same thing with Latavius Murray. I said Murray. Latavius Murray. Oh. I, think,
0: I think these are very similar situations where you got guys that are talk, talking about their standalone value. Man, you'll never catch me really drafting
1: having. a handcuff in the eighth or ninth round. Get the fuck
0: out of here. Those are good players left still. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Jason. I uh, one one thing, a little look behind the curtain here. One thing that's good about good and bad about having fantasy shows, you get to hear all three of our brothers' real takes, like real <laughs> feelings about these players. And me and Michael are currently deep in talks. Mm-hmm. Um, although some Kamara news may have put those talks on hold um, for the time being, Uh-oh. because he's currently holding out as at the time of this recording. But but Michael wants Alvin Kamara for me. And he wants to give me Kenyon Drake, Marvin Jones, and Kareem Hunt. That's where we're at. That's that's the
1: current status, That's the current deal.
0: So Jason, I'm not going to ask you what your uh, I wasn't looking at you to see your face when I when you heard it. I wish I was. <laughs> I'm not going to tell tell you to give us your feelings, but that's what that's what we're working on, me and Michael. So uh, hmm. I can't. I, so that's uh, I don't know if I'm going to accept it or not. We shall see. We shall time see. will tell. But that's uh that's what we're we're working on. So that's how much I like Kenyon Drake. Um, another guy that could be a, a hidden, I'm <laughs> no. talking about, like, depth guy. He's talking
1: about, you're to bring up Dan Enough Arnold, with the Dan Arnold type.
0: Get to the chopper! It's Dan Arnold time! <laughs> Yo, they love him over there. They can't stop singing his praises. Kyler Murray is like, I, I can't believe I, this guy's the best guy ever. I've never played with a guy like this. I'm like they're, they're talking about him like that.
1: He's a third-year UDFA. The people like him because he's a spark guy. Four six six. Height, 4.68 speed. He was picked off waivers last year. Went 4.76 and 1 on 44% of the snaps in the season finale. That's all good and dandy. But we just talked about how many mouths they have to feed. Drake's going to catch passes. D-Hop, Fitz, Kirk, Isabella, Johnson, Butler. And then there's Max Williams there too. So what? We're supposed to expect a tight end with another tight end there. With other weapons around to actually get work. Dan Arnold is nothing more than a tight end two upside pick. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I won't in on go, the Dan Arnold. Love. I won't go
0: that deep into Dan Arnold, but I will say this. Played three weeks with the Cardinals last year. Finished tight end fifteen, tight end thirty eight, tight end two. So he was at least used. At least he was used. Um keep it just keep the name Dan Arnold in your head. That's all I'm saying. Like, don't go crazy. Just keep him in your head. Maybe put him on your watch list. That's all I'm saying. Um, one Fair injury enough. away.
1: I before, before
0: Michael, like, set the the fucking podcast on fire with how bad Christian Kirk sucked. I was going to say <laughs> Christian Kirk, but uh, I'm scared now because <laughs> I thought he was good, and now I don't know if he's good. No, he very was
1: very inefficient last season.
0: Yeah, he was super underwhelming. Like, you, you see the guy, and I, you believe in the talent. But, yo, that opportunity to what he actually did, D-dude. I don't know, man. Chase Edmonds know, man. is the one injury away. That's the only answer. Chase Edmonds yeah. is the answer.
1: No. My yeah. only two teams left. No, yeah, definitely Chase Edmonds.
0: Michael's not even paying attention. He's he's, he's checking out. I
1: already, I already said Chase he's Edmonds. He's Edmonds. Our it's our actually it's my pick, pick in our dynasty, in our dynasty league.
0: league. Oh, there you go. That's why you're not paying attention. Man. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, I just right, opened
1: let's... my phone after I said Chase Edmonds, all <laughs> right? Don't make people think I'm not paying attention.
0: You're not paying attention. Chase Edmonds.
1: You won't. I won't. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap up so Michael can make his pick. Um, BrotoFantasy dot com is where you can find us. Patreon dot com slash BrotoFantasy for a ton, ton of extras. You can find us on Twitter. In the meantime, I'm at F Tim. Jason, where can they find you? At BrotoFF You can find Michael at F He's Correct. in complete thought. Thanks, right Tim. Now. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> bother him. See what we did there. Um, by the way, this. <laughs> Dynasty League is an extra that we do with the patrons. That's right. We're in a 16-team Dynasty League with these patrons that were are kind enough to give us some money in exchange for our services. And we very much thank you for that. You keep the podcast running, and we love you for that. So patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy to have a shot at things like that coming in the forward years. We are down. True that. To the last pair of teams, the lucky two. And next time, we are going to come to the defending NFC champions, the 49ers. San
1: Fran. Later. Later.